Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I deuce on your gorgons. <laughs> oh god, I'm Sean Rollins. <laughs> oh, Ram buddy. I happy All right, Sean, happy pride. We, we... Happy, Happy Pride. Pride. We we had a, a kind of uh, a week's break uh, from from the Pride centric episode, so yep. now uh, now we're back. Yep. Uh, and you know, either I'm going to be punished for my sins, or we're going to to uh, try to dig ourselves out of this hole. Yep. And Rem, uh, I was put in a bit of an unfortunate situation because of uh, this. Uh, because. Little little spoiler warning. I think I mentioned it at the end of the last episode. Uh, but you know, I had planned to show you some pretty what I thought were harmless. Uh, you know, pride centric anime, and then at the very end, we would watch an anime that I feel is objectively wrong and terrible and is poor representation, and we can talk about why that was, and it'd be nice and fun. But if I were to do that right now, Rem. I feel like that would be doing a disservice. Yeah, here's the thing. If you were to do that right now, then you would need to, like, have 100% certainty that next week, which I think is still a Pride episode, if I'm correct. Um, I could be wrong. Who knows? It's all a blur. Technically, it would be the 1st of July. Ah, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, uh, if we don't bend the rules, then this is our last Pride episode uh, for Pride Month. Theoretically, yes. Uh, All right, well, don't fuck it up, Sean. If I get a bunch of recommendations for genuinely good shows, folks, good shows, I know the bad ones. The bad ones, those are easy to find. Please give me the good ones. (laughs) Uh, And not just, like, girl love, boy love stuff. I I want all facets of uh, the gender spectrum and everything you could possibly think of. Uh, I had one person recommend we watch One Piece because a lot of people... uh, Luffy is basically ace, but <laughs> which while that would be a great joke for Pride Month, uh, that's not how I want to introduce you to One Piece. Um, but I so this episode was a bit of a struggle for me to figure out and put together. Uh, so Rem, uh, the anime we're going to be watching this week is uh, is not uh, a, a boys love or girls love type of show. Um, okay, but it does uh, touch on some themes of of Pride. Uh, because, Remington, the anime we're going to be talking about today is, uh, Kurage Hime, or simply translated to Princess Jellyfish. <laughs> okay. Yep. And, uh, this anime is quite beloved by a lot of people, uh, from mm, what I'm All told. right. Okay. Okay. So, and it has a decently high rating on Mal, I'll give you that, a little bit of info. So, I'm doing everything I can, and it's been recommended to us for, like, four plus years on and off um and i think it while it might not be like the 100 percent perfect pride month anime i feel like it at least covers some of the themes that make it 
you know, fitting for the genre. Uh, because, Remington, uh, this anime is about uh, our two main characters. Uh, our primary main character is uh, Kurashita Tsukimi, and she is uh, what you would probably call a classical otaku. Uh, and the definition of otaku we've mentioned in the past, but it's been a hot minute, so I will remind you. It is generally what uh, weebs, as we, uh, you love when we refer to them, uh, call themselves. Uh, it is like the Japanese equivalent of nerd. So essentially, rather than just being somebody who really loves and enjoy anime, which is what it kind of means overseas, uh, back in Japan, it just means somebody who is really knowledgeable about a specific subject and really loves talking about said specific subject. So, you know, a nerd. And this is uh, a story about her and her friends that live... Uh, they're all adults as well, so that's a great that, start. Okay, great yep, start. that helps. It's about her and like her group of friends who live in this all-girl dorm, and essentially, she's kind of... Everybody there is currently uh, very much in the neat category. Uh, not in education, <laughs> employment, or training. And they all... I'll be honest, Sean, this uh, seems like you're setting me up for failure again, if I'm, if I'm being honest. I swear to God, I'm not trying to. I swear all to right. God. It does seem like you're like, all right, here's the weebiest anime that could ever weeb. Okay, but again, it's, it's otaku in the traditional sense. Like, it's not necessarily anime stuff specifically. Uh, because uh, what uh, Tsukimi really wants to be is an illustrator. Okay. Right? Uh, and she was inspired when she was really young, uh, when she went to the aquarium and saw a jellyfish and thought they were beautiful and inspirational and compared them to dresses and the like and uh, she wanted to take that inspiration and become an illustrator because of it um and one day she visits a local pet shop you know as you do and sees that there is in fact a jellyfish there which weird thing to find in a pet shop quite frankly uh but you know jellyfish little weird to find and she has a strong desire to kind of save and rescue this jellyfish from this uh weird situation and uh but she kind of lacks the self-confidence to really go for it she's kind of your shy introverted character as you might imagine and uh but she is suddenly uh rescued and gets help from a kind confident uh young woman uh, uh koibuchi kuranosuke and she helps her okay uh with the jellyfish situation and they uh, eventually bond and they go back and uh, she uh, comes back to the dorm and hangs out and spends the night. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, uh, Koibuchi is actually uh, just a uh, young uh, college-age man who really enjoys cross-dressing and presenting as female. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank goodness, because otherwise I was, I was starting to get worried that you, you had just given up on Brad. You were like, no. Remington, you've ruined it. Yeah. It's a little hard to explain the setup for, but Suffice to say, it's about this dorm, these girls, and uh, their interact interactions with uh, Kuranosuke, uh, Koibuchi, and uh, just how their friendships evolve and how they deal with the things they love and enjoy. And, you know, there's just a little bit of uh, non-conforming gender stuff that I feel like fits in the pride theming pretty well. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm doing this right. Because, gang, if I chose this anime and it turns out that uh, the pride community is just not about it, then please let me know. But I thought that this was a pretty straightforward way to show a character 
that isn't gender conforming. Because I didn't want to do just, uh, you know, uh, sexuality stuff. I, I wanted to dip into gender stuff as well. This, this better not be just a ploy for me to, uh, during Pride Month, just unintentionally tear down each goddamn letter. Like, I am hoping... <laughs> we love all the letters here. We love letters. Letters are great. <laughs> Can't speak without them. Or write. <laughs> Oh, all right, all right. Uh, so, God, I, I, I really hope I like it. I, I, I really hope I like it. I hope you do too. <laughs> it, it was highly recommended. Uh, it was one of the ones that wasn't in my big tweet that I sent out because uh, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I, I looked at a lot of the ones in the tweet and I'm like, okay, uh, I don't have a way to legally watch that. Uh, I don't have a way to access that. Uh, that The LGBT stuff doesn't happen initially. There's, oh my God, there's just, there were so many caveats and a lot of them, Sean, Sean, so let's let's not pretend that uh, that having to watch things legally is a huge issue, especially during Pride. Uh, if there's one thing that those in the Pride community know, it's that uh, it, it's that piracy is very often justified fuck capitalism. So, you know, it's just it's <laughs> right. But we're technically a corporate entity in a weird way, Rem. So we can't say that. <laughs> Well, no, I see. I'm not saying that. You're not I'm not. I, that. I am simply saying that that members of the Pride community might say that, right? Uh, and it's <laughs> it's an interesting idea that you know. Uh, yar har fiddle dee dee. Anyways, Rem, I think we that, should just that, get that perhaps into it. perhaps if if people liked the number nine, they might be able to find a lot of anime uh to dot id. Like there would be. <laughs> 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 Especially, for example, I don't know, like I'm, I'm like in a hypothetical world where someone has to watch anime for a living, but for, for some fucking reason, sites like Crunchyroll always are fucking buffering, uh, and, and for some reason are wildly inconsistent. That I don't know, maybe sometimes uh, others might claim that such uh, piracy sites are far more efficient and consistent than the more legitimate avenues. Well, there goes that Crunchyroll sponsorship. <laughs> Once again, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I would never... I'm a, I'm a fine, upstanding member of the community. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is exactly true. Oh, my God. Long story short, Rem, I thought that this would be a nice way to hopefully wrap up Pride Month. But if it turns out to be a bit fucked, uh, we're going to bend the rules on Pride Month a little bit, because let's be honest, uh, you know, got to be flexible. <laughs> Hell yeah. So without further ado, I think let's go straight into it. Let's go watch some Kurage Hime. Oh no, we blew it. We fucking blew it. And we are back after watching five whole episodes of the 2010 anime Kurage Hime or... Princess Jellyfish. And Remington, I'm doing my best here. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I I just want to know if I've made any improvements in what I've shown you. Have I done you dirty? What what are you feeling, bud? Have I ruined pride? <laughs> or are you about to ruin pride, I suppose is the better question. Excuse me? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, uh, no, uh, fortunately, thank, thank God. Uh, the, the, the Princess Jellyfish is actually a good show. Uh, whoa, thank Christ. Holy shit. Oh, no. So there are no problems with it whatsoever, right, Ren? <laughs> Hold on. 
What's that? Uh, uh, Rem, it's Pride Month. (laughs) (laughs) Rem, you can't do this. There there will be compliments and critiques uh, in this episode. You know, you get... What what can I say? Like like Hannah Montana, you get the best of both worlds. So, <laughs> what, most importantly, Rem, are we going to be canceled? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. That's um, what I care about. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we open up with our our main character uh, at an aquarium with her mom. She sees jellyfish. Her mom compares it uh, the jellyfish to a princess's dress. Princess Jellyfish, do you get it? Uh, yeah, then, I get it. <laughs> then uh, we cut to the present day with a group of outcasts that are just generally very spooked at the idea of uh, Tsukumi, who is our, our protagonist, going out in public? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're terrified of the idea uh, because th- th- this is where we get introduced to the sisterhood. The sisterhood is the, the group of otakus who, uh, uh, good God. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of a mess, For, to say the least. They are simultaneous. Here, all right, all right. Okay. My thoughts on the Sisterhood are surprisingly complicated. Oh, really? Uh, first of all, <laughs> I think this show does a better job than almost anything of showing a band of fucking weirdos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot, a lot of shows will be like, I don't know. Here's a weird group of friends. Aren't they a little bit zany? But Princess Jellyfish says, no, they're, they're all fucking out there, dude. Uh, let, mm. let's introduce you to the cast. So obviously, uh, we have Tsukumi who she's really into jellyfish. Uh, she's yeah. also, I think if I understand correctly, Tsukumi is, uh, by far the youngest one there. Uh, yes, I believe that is correct. Uh, because I think she's... 18. 18, okay, yeah. We- meanwhile, all of the others are in their 30s. Um, <laughs> which you would be forgiven if you didn't understand that. Uh, or even after, say, when they mention it, if you forgot that. Uh, so that's Tsukumi. Then, uh, we have, uh, good God, I, I, I don't remember any of their names, so I'm just gonna go with their hyperfixation. You have the one who's... <laughs> You're defining them by what they like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's more or less... Ha- I mean, uh, so you have one who is uh, kind of in charge. Their mom is the building manager uh, that they never see. And uh, she is really into, uh, like, traditional do- dolls and kimonos and, and you know, just uh, a lot of traditional Japanese stuff, but especially dolls. Mm. Uh, then we have one uh, who she's... She has, she's short, she has a big old afro, and she fucking loves trains and good meat. Uh, yep, but it'd be a Chieko and then Banba, yep. is what they call her. Uh, then we get one who, I don't know, they didn't really exist. They haven't done anything. I think they might have had one or two lines of dialogue. It's always hard to tell when it's them speaking. Uh, but they're into old guys, I think? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that that's their you thing? hit the nail on the head. Okay, they, cool. They they are on the prowl for those old old men. Uh, we have not seen much of them. I uh, and that's Gigi, by the way. I either want them to not exist or to see more of them. One or the other. They're in a weird middle ground right now. Uh, and then uh, finally, uh, the one that's probably my favorite is the one that's extremely into the three kingdoms. 
Uh, for anybody yep. who's played Dynasty Warriors, you know what I'm talking about. And or who's read, you know, Three Kingdoms. <laughs> like Yeah, but I mean Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Come now. But <laughs> which well, one is more likely? Uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do you expect people to read? No, we're gamers, Sean. Just Lubu's gonna come kick our ass. That's all I'm worried about. <laughs> oh god. Childhood trauma. Every single yep. fucking game. Uh but uh they're they're fantastic. Because uh, that's Maya, yeah. By the way, Maya, yeah, in a group of fucking weirdos, Maya yeah, is the weirdest. Oh, one hundred percent. Like she's she's the closest to like what we would imagine an otaku to be, just with the hyper fixation on like Three Kingdom stuff rather than anime and manga. Yeah, ev- everybody is pretty like more shy and introverted. And don't get me wrong, Maya yeah, is is definitely on the introverted spectrum, but also is just an energetic freak. Uh, just everything Maya does, it's, it's wily, how they move, how they talk, how they engage with the world around them. I love it. I'm all in. I, I am on the record, uh, stating that I really like when we just introduce some chaotic energy, see Nico, Nico, Nee, where it's just, when you have a character who's like, yeah, let's go bat shit. I'm like, I vibe, I vibe. Uh, I, I want to see a kind of just like a, a buddy cop story with Maya and uh, and the short Afro one that's a little quieter, but also Bamba. sassy. Yeah, Bamba. Uh, the, those two, great chemistry. Love it. Did you mention that Bamba love trains? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just making sure because that's very important. Yes, they, <laughs> they really like trains. Which, to be fair, trains are pretty cool. Uh, so basically, I, I think that either if you're looking for either a certain kind of trans representation or at least gender non-conforming representation or if you're looking for you know what may or what, what could i think fairly be interpreted as autism and and those hyper fixations like i i think i think that if you're autistic you you would find some some compatriots camaraderie. yeah camaraderie yeah. within this show for sure i don't think that's uh a wrong thing to say. Yeah, I, uh, I don't because, think that's a hot take. Yeah, no, and as somebody whose younger brother is uh, fairly high on the spectrum, I I recognize those mannerisms and behaviors pretty clearly, and I feel like that, if anything, I think it's positive representation. Oh, yeah, because all of the, the characters, uh, they're, they're fun and sympathetic, even if they are a bunch of weirdos. Like, oh, yeah. they, they, feel, uh, they, they feel true and authentic. Uh, another note uh, that I appreciate is that, like, visually, so often, and I've complained about this plenty of times, but so often you get uh, a character in an anime who's like, oh, yes, I'm a loner social outcast who has has never got a boyfriend. Oh, it would be so hard. Uh, and all the other characters are like, oh, yeah, that's because they look a little frumpy. And I'm like, they, they look the exact fucking same. Is everybody else, dude? They're they're the same. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that that character is so much prettier than the others. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, so many anime just don't differentiate that, and that thus they make it kind of meaningless. It's very problematic, especially in a lot of uh cookie cutter shojos. Yeah. Uh, but this is a proper Jose, which is directed at uh uh older uh girls and on the that side of thing, you know. Yeah. So you actually get like a variety of visuals and body types and uh diff- like people actually look unique and interesting and i vibe with that dude hell yeah uh i i, I mean chieko is the most like <laughs> round 
she looks like one of her dolls. Yes, yes. Which is honestly great character design as far as I'm concerned. And like all their character designs are really fucking solid if you ask me. Oh yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, here is, uh, and I, I understand, I haven't talked much about the plot. That'll be m- much simpler. This is very much character driven. That's why we're spending yep. so much time here. Yep. Uh, here is one of my main critiques uh, of, of these characters and kind of of the show. Um, it, there's a revelation that makes them much less sympathetic. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it, it makes them go from being like a, a band of weirdos trying to find their way in the world to, uh, to something else. And that revelation is one I've already mentioned. And it's that, uh, other than Tsukumi, our main character, all of them are in their thirties. Uh, and now you might think, Remington, what's the big deal about that? Well, they're in their thirties living off an allowance from their parents, which, Hey, you can live your, your life. However you so choose. But then they live it with such a, a level of entitlement and of, like, if anything is different, it is bad. If any, like, the interacting with a popular pretty girl, they're like, fuck you, get the fuck out of here. Uh, you, you make us feel insecure and bad because you're pretty. Uh, and if they were, for example, teenagers, or very least young adults, then I would be like, yeah, you know, they got their problems, but they're still sorting their shit out, right? They're, they're finding their place in the world, as all little weirdos have to. But they're full-ass adults. <laughs> they are. They are full-ass adults. And it's like, you, I'm sorry, you can't, you can't be behaving like that in your 30s? That's not, that's not how it, I, I think, unfortunately, they do lose a lot of sympathy with that revelation. Um, because it essentially makes it so instead of, oh, these, these characters, like they, they, they don't know how the world works yet. It's like, oh no, they're, they're just kind of assholes as well. Yeah. It's a little bit of a misstep. Like if they had just dropped their age by like five years, even, I feel like that probably would have fit a little better. Uh, I, I probably a little closer to 10, but yeah, like they yeah. definitely need to be in their twenties, preferably early twenties. Um, they, they need to be in the age and don't get me wrong, hey, whatever age you are, if you're start trying to find your place in the world, but by your 30s, you, should, you shouldn't be making the same mistakes that, that all of these girls tend to be making. Uh, and, and so, it's it just like, ah, shit. Uh, unfortunately, you can more or less ignore that. Yeah, no, like, it, it, it rarely comes up. and it, It's mostly as a, a weird joke. Um, and, like, I kind of get it, but I, I don't think it was a strong creative decision. Uh, and I'm not even, once again, I'm not against them being a little bit shitty. Uh, I just think it's it's rougher when you say, oh, this person who, who doesn't know better is kind of shitty, and, oh, this person who really, really, really should know better is being kind of shitty. Like, those are different responses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, uh, let's introduce, there's two other uh, important characters. Uh, and, and that is, uh, the, the other, uh, protagonist and, uh, that protagonist's brother. Uh, so, uh, the other protagonist who I might've missed it, but I feel like their name is not said in the first two episodes. Uh, cause I was like looking out for it and maybe it just like popped by and I didn't notice, but it was only in episode three where I finally caught their name. Uh, but that, that's Kurenosuke. Uh, Kurenosuke. Uh, is, uh, it's, it's, it's always difficult to tell because Japanese culture is of course, uh, different. Uh, and, and so mm-hmm. trying to then, uh, plaster it onto, uh, uh, American sensibilities, 
Uh, is Kurnosuke trans? Are they a femboy? Are they a drag queen? I'll be honest, any category of those three that you wanted to put them in, they probably wouldn't even, mind. I'd even go as far as to say non-binary, honestly. Yeah, like, they, they, they seem like they'd be pretty okay with whatever box you threw them in, in that general range. Uh, yep. which I, I just said, th those are, those are a lot of different options. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think Kurnosuke give much of a shit. Uh, as long I mean, as Kurnosuke- Gender's a spectrum, after all. Yeah, uh, like, as long as you say, hey, Kurnosuke, you can be a fabulous, a fabulous princess, then is like, rat as hell, cool. Uh, like, that's all that yeah. really matters for Kurnosuke. Uh, Kurnosuke wants to fight the power, uh, with the power of beauty. Uh, and then they have uh, a brother. Uh, their brother gets a, a crush on Tsukumi. It's kind of weird. I don't. I don't really. I don't know. I don't vibe with the dynamic. I don't think the brother's an interesting character. I don't think this like obvious love triangle that like one side of this love tri triangle just obviously isn't going to be the one. Uh, it, it feels a bit unnecessary. Uh, don't know why that's really there. Uh, yeah. Not to mention the age is a bit of a barrier, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of weird elements to that. That's another thing that, like, if anything, I would be far more interested in seeing the relationship between the brothers, like, develop, uh, and because they, they aren't on great terms with each other. And so just to see, like, them come to accept and interact and change one another, I think that would be far more of an interesting focus. I will say that there there is some of that explored oh, sure, uh, later but on. Yeah, it but it's also clear it's that's not the focus of either of those characters. The focus is both of their relationship with Tsukumi, and I think that's the wrong the the wrong lens through which to view things. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also uh, I suppose the final character is Clara. Clara is a lovely little jellyfish, which Tsukumi yep. imagines as a like a talking jellyfish that also then serves as a, a, a narrator of sorts. Uh, I, a little exposition fish. Yeah, I, I like Clara. Real cute. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand any commercial... It's just for fun. No, but any commercial break. Here's what I don't understand. Any commercial break, right? Little musical right. interlude and it'll show Clara and uh, it'll be like, Clara! Right? And then it'll come back and, and show Clara right after the commercial break and it'll be like, Tequila! And I don't... <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something here. I don't know what you could be missing, Here's the Clara, than tequila. I fucking Googled it. I Googled it because I was so fucking confused. I was like, am I stupid? And first of all, no, because the vast majority, there was like a thread, yeah. right? A forum post where the entire first page, which is all that I read, was just all people being like, yeah, I also came here to ask this because I don't know. And nobody had a fucking answer. Yeah, no. The best no fucking hypothesis <laughs> is like, the tequila song, right? Where that's the only lyric. And they were like, I don't know, maybe because it sounds like kind of, sort of like it, kind of, but not really. Um, And nobody has a fucking clue. Nobody knows yeah, no. why the commercial break says tequila. I don't know if it's ever been answered, but from my cursory research, no one knows. I mean, to be fair, it's been 13 years. I don't think it's ever going to get answered. <laughs> oh, you, t you know? What we've learned is that jellyfish love tequila, so just get a big old tank of tequila. And... <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, is this not? <laughs> Look, I, it feels like it has about the same uh, grounding as your lesbian loves yams uh, statement. Hey, that's firm grounding, all right? Okay. 
but yeah, but I, who knows what the fuck's going on there. Uh, now let's finally talk about the general story, which should be pretty straightforward, uh, because a lot of it is just Tsukumi and uh, Kurnosuke, they get close, and all of, all of the girls in the sisterhood have no idea that Kurnosuke is actually a boy. Uh, and so they have to, like, hide that fact. Uh, then, meanwhile, there's also, like, this redevelopment project going on that's going to, uh, tear down, uh, what is occasionally called the nunnery, basically, their place together, <laughs> and, uh, and make luxurious apartments, uh, which, you know, goddamn relatable, uh, to probably just about, uh, <laughs> every, everywhere, everywhere, everyone, everywhere. everywhere. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, unfortunately all too common now. And let's just say, uh, me and Dylan are probably going to have to move soon because of such things. Hey. So, you know, and it's rough. Uh, Kurnosuke <laughs> is like, we got to do something about this. And all the other girls are like, meh. Uh, but then it starts to become a little too real and they're like, okay, maybe we should. And Kurnosuke is like, let's fucking go. And I will say Kurnosuke, uh, not only are, are they, uh, a fabulous, queen right uh right. who they, they are confident they're competent uh they they kick ass uh they they have a little bit of uh an ego and a little bit of an emotional hang-up but that's that's fine uh because also they are by far the most well-adjusted character in this whole fucking show oh, yeah. uh they they more than anybody else are uh are capable and aware of how life works in a lot of ways which is interesting considering, you know, they're, you know, a rich kid character. You don't usually see that with those, that kind of archetype. Yeah, normally you'd have them be the detached one, but no, now th this time they're, they're the one being like, hey, here's what matters, here's what we need to prioritize. And it's like, okay, they recognize we need to use all of the weapons at our disposal, ladies, all right, if we want to fight back. Uh, and that includes looking fine as hell. And... And that's basically where we leave off in episode five is uh, Kurnosuke being like, let's get glammed the fuck up and go to war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, you know, hell, hell yeah. I think we can all support the message of let's get, let's get glammed the fuck up and go to war. Uh, overall, this is a great show. It's, I love the fun, quirky outcasts. Um, ignoring the fact that being in their 30s makes them way less sympathetic. Uh, I, I think they have a wild frenetic energy to them that I adore. Uh, it, it's it's a good time. I enjoy all of the characters and uh, solid relationships. I would like to see. I, I think at times, and this is another element that makes it difficult since they're over thirty. Uh, I I want to see a little bit more positivity towards one another because they have a lot of fun with each other. Right? There's some great scenes of them just fucking around, uh, and I love those. Uh, but it's either like they're fucking around or uh, they're vaguely antagonistic. And I'm like, well, you, you, let's just let's just have some optimism, a tiniest bit of optimism somewhere, please. Yeah, it's definitely not romanticizing the idea of otaku like a lot of bad shows do these days. Oh, no. It's very much showing uh, the, some of the negative sides of uh, being so caught up in your interests that you devote it to your entire personality. Yeah, and I think that it's authentic and even though i like i've made my complaints i still think it's sympathetic i just think it could and probably should be a little bit more sympathetic uh with mm -hmm. some changes uh but yeah it, it shows like hey yeah here's some people who are uh frankly emotionally and socially stunted and it it is simultaneously great that they found a community of 
uh, people with those similarities, right? So that they can have a support network and have close friends. But at the same time, it is also somewhat limiting uh, that some of those bad habits, right, uh, can solidify themselves and exacerbate themselves, uh, which we especially see through uh, how all of them interact with Kurnosuke, essentially being like, oh, fuck, pretty popular rich girl, fuck you, right? Uh, and, yeah. and just immediate antagonism because they've they've created a very tribalistic set of ideals for themselves. And so, yeah, I think it adequately and accurately shows both the pros and cons of such a community. How, yeah, the fact that it provides a, a sense of community and a social network for those who would struggle to otherwise find it, that is phenomenal. That is great. Uh, that is absolutely vital to a lot of people. Uh, but it's still something to be mindful about uh, uh, because that can still have some detrimental ramifications. I mean, I agree completely, and that's coming from the uh, quote-unquote otaku on the podcast. Uh, quote-unquote, like, he said, trying, trying to pretend like, like it's not a uh, 100% accurate description. I'm just trying to say that I'm not solely defined by the things I like, Remington. I have, I have a personality and quirks, damn it. <laughs> Are they lovable quirks? Well, that's for everybody else in this game, I think. <laughs> All right, let's see. Anime, D&D, showing up late. All right, have I... <laughs> have I... <laughs> no, no, I, I have more death threat, David Remington. Please, don't eviscerate me like this on the podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I love you, Sean. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't worry, Sean. I, I will always be the Kurnosuke to your Sumiki. Oh, God. Just because you look great in drag does not mean... <laughs> <laughs> does not mean you get, to, you get to be my figure that readjusts me in society. <laughs> and yet... I'm doing okay in society, thank you very much, <laughs> in comparison to these characters. <laughs> That's true. That's very, very true. Right? Like, I'm in my <clears throat> mid to late 20s, so, you know, it's, uh, I think I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, I have a lovely roommate, uh, I have a real job, which I didn't, but I do have one. Uh, you know, I think I am doing fine. I'm proud of you, Sean. God, I hope no tragedy happens to me after this episode comes out. <laughs> oh, no, it'd be kind of funny. Like, tragic, it, but kind of funny. Yeah, like, you'd be able to laugh about it, like, maybe five to ten years down the line, and... God knows my, my ghost would be laughing at it as well. Because uh, God knows I've got unresolved things, so I'm, I'm sticking around as a spooky ghost, probably haunting your ass, if anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, to, to end my thoughts on Princess Jellyfish, I, I think I'll just end with uh, one of my favorite takeaways at the end of episode one, where Tsumiki uh, realizes uh, what, that uh, Kurnosuke is, uh, was, was born a man, and is like, holy shit, there are, she's, she, she constantly like writes mental letters to her mom. And she's like, mom, there are in fact princesses in Tokyo, strong, beautiful, manly princesses. So I just wanted to shout out all the strong, beautiful, manly princesses out there. I wish I could be a strong, beautiful, manly princess. Fuck your like shot. That. You can. All right. You can. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. <laughs> I just need I just need my own Kuranosuke, which if Remington you're taking that role, I don't know, man. Here I am, baby. I, I, I mean, I'm sure your girlfriend would love to drag you up a little more regularly. Oh, that's very accurate. Very accurate. 
Like, if she listens to this episode and hears the statement, you know she's going to try and pester you into it, right? Oh, undeniably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but overall, super positive experience and a good way to end Pride Month. Yeah. Oh, thank fuck. Oh, hell. Because, like, Rem, I struggled. You know I struggled. Yeah, I could tell. Uh, I wanted this to be a good experience, uh, and I figured that this was my last Hail Mary. <laughs> Because uh, I got some, rec- I got enough recommendations between the uh, first half of this podcast and uh, the now recording that we're doing uh, that I could theoretically be fine with one more. It's just right now as we speak, I thought that this was a good choice just based on the fact that it's more about gender rather than just purely about sexuality. Because, you know, it's you got to cover everything. Yeah, I, I, I support everything. it. Plus, I think Princess Jellyfish, it's the kind of show that cracks a lot of eggs. Fucking wonderful. Uh, I will also say, uh, they made a live-action version of the show. Uh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, a movie. A movie, specifically. And I, 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 I stumbled across a picture of, like, the, uh, the, uh, girls at the nunnery, and, you know, it's an interesting depiction. <laughs> uh, they tried to stay as true to the anime as possible. But they... It, it does, unfortunately, the, the image you've just sent, it feels much more like girls just wearing costumes than... Oh, 100%. And like, you're starting to understand the problem with a lot of live action. Yeah, <laughs> it, it feels very much like cosplay rather than, and like, this was the thing that is so good about Princess Jellyfish, is that it, it felt so authentic. So then seeing it, I don't know. It, mm, mm. I, hey, I'll tell you this, I have not heard great things about the movie. <laughs> Uh, but everybody else seems to really enjoy the manga and the anime, so that's something. Uh, but speaking of everybody else, Rem, any guesses on what the mal score for Karagahime is? Alright, easy eight, uh, I'm gonna say eight point. I, I feel like I often, I feel like I've given this exact rating multiple times. I don't know if it's true, but it feels like I have. Uh, but, you know, it's calling to me, it's beckoning to me, 8.21. Might be a little high, might be a tiny bit high, but, you know, it, it beckoned to me. It called from the ether. And what's your logic on it? I think that it has a lot of qualities that a lot of people will fucking adore. Uh, if, if you're a little freak or a little weirdo, you'll feel seen. If you're gender non-conforming, you'll feel seen. If you're insanely into trains and or the three kingdoms, you'll feel seen. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I feel like it will make a lot of people feel seen who don't usually feel seen by media. All and right. then I think that All it's right. generally just quite competent, so. Well, uh, with a, I would say low, considering how uh, the anime's over a decade old, uh, manga a little older, but uh, with only about 106,000 ratings, uh, Karagahime or Princess Jellyfish is sitting nice and pretty at 8.11. Ah, I was, I was, I was uh, one, one away, one away. Yeah. Because, Rem, you, you basically nailed why people really enjoy this show. It just the sheer variety of characters and how they act and their and the journey of self-discovery. It, it's a pretty solid. Uh, and all the people who are negative about it are people I don't think I want to be friends with, <laughs> quite frankly. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, there are problems with the show, don't get me wrong. There are problems with every show. But when I read some of the negative reviews, it, it just seems like either they're super annoyed by the characters or... They don't vibe with the gender non-conforming stuff, which, yeesh. Yeah, this is the kind of show where it's like, there are genuine critiques, and there's a lot of uh, ingenuine critiques to be made. Yeah, yeah, because the breakdown of this is a lot, like, the vast majority of the ratings on this are H or higher, which 
honestly, I think is a fair assessment from a Weeby perspective. Yeah. So yeah, well, there we go. I guess the final question I'd have to ask, Rem, is there any chance you'd like to go back and watch a little bit more of uh, Karagahime with me? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, sure, I'd be down. Uh, I, I think that it's a fun and enjoyable show, albeit I don't think, let me put it this way, it doesn't feel like the kind of show where there's going to be anything, like, too surprising, so it doesn't feel urgent to watch more, uh, but I'm, I, I wouldn't say no if invited. I mean, it's only an 11-episode season, which covers... Oh, God, well, the first couple of volumes of the manga, if I'm not mistaken. Makes it easier. So Yeah, makes it much easier. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe if there's requests for it, we'll go back to it. But with that in mind, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy us finally having a positive Pride Month episode, then please head on over to where you get uh, your reviews. Uh, wherever you get your reviews? No, no, no. <laughs> Go wherever you get your podcast and leave a review. That's what we like. <laughs> there you they go. Mean the world to us. <laughs> they mean it. the world to us, and we do read every single one. Uh, but if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where myself, Dylan, and Remington do occasionally play video games very badly. And if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to be thanked live on the podcast. So, Rem, who are we thanking this week? Well, as always, we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls who we really appreciate. But moving on, we get to our yandere waifus, uh, who are are going to pull a lubu on all of our asses. And on that list, we have... <laughs> I like that one. I really like that one. <laughs> uh, we have, my name is first now, bitch. Oops, sorry, I was just overly excited. You're not a bitch. Please don't hurt me. Uh, Drunk Quetzalcoatl for Animatic Context Mascots has Miska, Miska earnestly expecting praise and a reward. Zombie Stomp, Xanax, Zach Page, Yandere Neko, wondering who has a bigger sword, Remington or Kirito? Why Sean, why Sean? Weekly haiku about Sean's special Remington edition. Unfit for office, no longer will he serve. Pants democracy. Uh, we need a Patreon-only episode where Rem reviews Sean's favorite hentai, uh, as if he could choose. Uh, watch Eva and I'll write a poem every day for a month. Walk me home gently. Utah number one. Unhinged Prax, Truckcoon Appreciation Society, Totally God's Angel, Titan CNH. This is not your grave, but you are welcome in it. The villain behind glasses wants welcome Cheetah Say revisit. The Susanator, Turban, Tainted Venom, Spiceitis, Nagy Pie, Silent Secondary, Shoujo Addict, who doesn't need help, just more manga to read and anime to watch. Sean loves Adam Sandler Clock. Sean's milf hunting sour two ounce bourbon, uh, one ounce lemon juice, uh, 0.75 ounce simple syrup topped with white Zinfandel. Uh, Sean's grandma is the OG White Swords Meister. Get well soon. Seth Senju, Segoy Dekai, that's what she said. Salty Pretzel, Ross Palmer, Rob Loved Up, Rhiannon Williams, Rem Loves the Big Hole, Roderick D, that's I Love You in Dinosaur, Queen of Egypt, Professor Fox, Pugwell Musico, Other McNutt, Oh No, I Fucked My Sister, Oops, Nitsaira, Nick Harvey, Nice Lakes, Daisy Dukes, Makes a Mango, Doo Doo Doo, uh, Nathan Bonzo wants Clanid because it's his literal favorite, uh, Muscamelon, uh, Monokumo 53, Makeka 7 Hirto, Linked Jokerl, Liam Dunn, Leave Denji and Pachita out of harm's way, Sean, Landon Weatherford, Kylo, Kara Uchiha, Keaton Talbot, Keaton Graff, Cassidy, Karma Chaos, Joshua Delusional, Jax, Janine, Jam Hans, Jacob Iverson, In Need of Rem's Tinty Juice, I Need the Holy Breast Milk, Solar, Please PM Me, I Know You Are Still Out There, I Remington Will Ruin Darling in the Franks for Encrypted Cryptid, I May Be 21 and Only Just Finished My First Year of Uni, But I Have Two four, uh, 4.0 Semesters, I'm Ecstatic, I Made Brendan's Grandma Wear Cat Ears While I Hit It, I found Rem's favorite website, therapistinabox.com. Uh, gotta, gotta, gotta read that one very carefully. 
Yeah. Uh, I discovered I was trans after Eggfest 2023, and I've waited all year for this one. Hashtag trans rights. Hell yeah. Uh, I applaud Uzaki-chan's rant about chocolate mint, says Misaka, with fire in her eye and drool on her lip. Hunter Tane, Hunter Davies, hey, don't cough in my butt. Hey, you, she wants the Joey on my willer till I do, 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 ah. Uh, hey, Rem, Portuguese word of the week. Elefante Rosa. Is, 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 is that just red elephant? Pink elephant? Pink elephant? I think, hmm, I don't know. Are they on parade? <laughs> hey, diddle diddle, Sean stole my fiddle and now I want it back. Hey, did little, please, Daddy Rem, play my fiddle. Hey, cursed Waluigi, please say this. Help, I have been huffing on the copium for Ruguko Shinju review for five years now. Happy Pride Month from Crumbs. Let's try All Fathers oozing in whole glazed donuts with drip frosting. Uh, fun, fun fact, I, I went to a, uh, a circus, right? Uh, it was okay. a spooky-themed circus, and they served uh, uh, dick and vagina donuts, and, and we got one. Uh, so it's it's relevant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool, <laughs> nicely tied in. Yeah. It was relevant. Where else? Right. Where else am I going to talk about this except right here, where five people will hear it? Now, fi- <laughs> now five people, including possibly my mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continuing on. Uh, uh, going down on Sean's grandma, Nomeo Juliet's my favorite anime, Glenn Michael Dolan, Flushkondovich, Farmer Weep's Dark Fact of the Week, Dead Moms and Disney Films, could be inspired by Walt's cheap hired labor killing his own mom. Good God. Fantide, Jesus Christ. F-Bomb, Erica McCorkle, Dylan Hayden, Daddy Rem, what is most unfuckable Pokemon? You already taught us the most fuckable. I, I can't remember, I don't know which ones were the, the least fuckable. Yeah, go look, go look. All except Gen I mean, 5 I think Quillfish was one of them. Quillfish is super low on the list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Quillfish, not fuckable. I will note, uh, uh, baby Pokemon, some, uh, might be like, oh, wouldn't they rank, be ranked on the bottom? No, they were unranked because they are babies. Because we're not, yeah, we're not fucking monsters. Yeah, that, they're, they're in the category of, like, don't even categorize them. Why the fuck would you? All right. Uh, uh, Daddy Rum, tell me a bedtime story. Crumbslut's Bakery promises to be aggressively litigious against whoever's blasphemous promoting fake brand promotion. Uh, Creed 13. Uh, Country Fried Goth here to remind you that you just lost the game. Cheese Monkey, card games on motorcycles. Rock hard for Geodudes, Bree loves cheese. Blake Star, Big Blue Bear Boy. Hey, Yugs, it's that guy who changes his Patreon name every week. Awkward Lesbian Who Just Got a Hug, Amazing Muffin, Elise Howard, Alpha Angel, Akisama Supremacy Chant, The Capybara from the Big Hole, Akali Wants a Demon Slayer Revisit, AJ Tunnels, I Fill My Lungs with Glitter, But My Dreams with Paint Thinner, Oh Sweet Can of Mine, uh, AJ Honey, A Daze, Aaron, he- Aaron Hegland, Aruhi A Day Drives the Heteronormality Away, uh, 3.14155, Goddamn Pi, Hello Pi Man is a Time, Yes, Activation Sequence Start 3, 2, 1. Uh, it just, it's just, it's just too, it's just too much. It's just too much. Uh, Vincent. I mean, if it's too painful for us, we do reserve the right to not say specifics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vincent Calabrese. Uh, oh wait, no, now we move on to the boy wizard tier with Vincent Calabrese. Uh, and everybody will be assigned their own jellyfish. Uh, their own little pet jellyfish. Uh, Vincent Calabrese, you get a box jellyfish. The dungeon master next door. <laughs> Jesus. Hey man, you, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Uh, dungeon- you do if you touch it and die. Well, don't touch it! Uh, dungeon Master next door, you get the pink comb jelly. Uh, the Drew is tired, she is EP, you get the big hole. The Canadian anime stoner, you get cauliflower jellyfish. Uh, Soul, you get lion's mane jellyfish. Uh, Roscop, you're going to get, uh, you're going to get uh, a SpongeBob SquarePants jellyfish. Uh, Roberto with the concerto, you get a Portuguese man of war. 
Rare Kumiko will continue to be Sad Boy until Healer Girl is reviewed. Also, Rem is Tensai. You get Flower Hat Jellyfish. Uh, PL Mare, you get the big ole. You get the Mauve Stingers. Uh, One Piece is the only show that makes you cry over a boat. 312, you get Atola Jellyfish. Monogatari is everything you guys say you want in anime. This week's It Is Anything But Boring. You get Moon Jelly. Mike got his Overlord review. You get Nettle Sea. Miguel Dalion, you get the Mushroom Cap Jelly. Massimo Martelli, you get Blue Buttons. Latino Show's friends clips of Rem vs. Shani said Sean must be a pro Garfield Kart player. You get By the Wind Sailor. Uh, Kugor, you get the Cannonball Jelly. Kafka is my mommy. Uh, you get the Baro-Cucumus? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Uh, Caden Kuzelis, you get the Crystal Jellyfish. Hellorex, you get the Pink Meanie Jellyfish. Uh, Friendship Power Flop, Friendship Power Flop, Let's Go Shonen Flop, Let's Go Shonen Flop, Let's Go Shonen Flop. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, shout out to Shonen Flop, why not? Uh, you, yeah, go check out Shonen Flop, they're great. Uh, you, you get... Uh, the, uh, uh, Big Hugger Jelly. Uh, the good old uh, Big Bill Hugger Jelly. Uh, totally real, don't worry about it. Uh, Dua, mm. you get the Bloody Belly Comb Jellyfish. I feel like you've, have you been running out of jellyfish? Sir, Astonishingly, right? no. Uh, oh. I, I've thrown in a few weird ones, but no, yeah, things like the Bloody Belly Comb Jellyfish, that's totally real, and it looks rad as hell. Well, you gotta share with me, at least. I uh, Google it, you, you fucking coward. Uh, uh, but my keyboard is so clappy. <laughs> <laughs> Search it up on your phone or something. Uh, Cryptid Milf, you get the Narcomedusa, uh jellyfish, which is a little freak. Crimson Reapers, just because of the sides. Uh, you are going to get the Starazoa. Uh, Carver 271, uh, you are going to get, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, you get the white spotted jellyfish, of course. Gotta say, pretty dope looking pretty jellyfish. Dope looking jellyfish. Uh, Cameron Coates, you are going to get the Black Sea Nettle uh, Jellyfish. Blood Cell, not the bitch boy white ones. You're going to get the Fried Egg Jellyfish. Uh, hashtag <laughs> Egg Fest. It, it does be looking like a fried egg. Uh, Beethoven 1201, you get the... You are going to get, uh, uh, clearly, Kara. Uh, <laughs> you get Kara, that's all yours. Animated Z, you are going to get the Peanut Butter and Jellyfish. <laughs> all Father wishes the LGBTQ uh, plus community a uh, happy pride. All gays get free pastry at Crumb Sluts. 18 weeks until Bonsai. You are going to get Cassiopeia Day. Uh, and Adam Sam Sandler uh, cosplays Judy Hopps and cuddles with the MILF Hunter Sean. You are going to get none other than the four-handed box jellyfish. Uh, come Four-handed? Oh, yeah, baby. It's coming at you with every single hand all at once. That, that is the machamp of box jellyfish. Uh, now we move on to the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, where Sean, as Joey Wheeler, will give you a hyperfixation. Uh, and uh, we, we expect you, for the next week, you can do nothing but focus on that. Uh, I don't I don't know if that's that, That's the advisable. rules. That's the rules. That's it's the a hyperfixation. That's the rules. Uh, okay. We start off with seeing you eating cat food. You use the fork. Seems like you got manners. I like that. <laughs> I, you know... Alright, uh, just for that, uh, your hyperfixation is, uh, gonna learn how to cook better. Gonna focus on cooking. <laughs> See what you can do with- Kids say let them cook, you're gonna go See cook. what you can do with some cat food, it's like an episode of goddamn Chopped Up in here. Oh, uh, Christ all, Next up we got Reki Kawahara. You're gonna get running, yeah. You're gonna hyperfixate on <laughs> getting, uh, going really fast. Your demons <laughs> are coming, you gotta run away. 
Uh, next up we got Hermione pegs Harry and Ron. Uh, your hyperfixation is gonna be, you know, uh, it's gonna be what learning about ge- uh animals. Go look at look at some animals. Learn about them. Learn about all yeah. these dope ass jellyfish. They, dude, yeah. unironically, anytime I go to an aquarium, jellyfish, one of the dopest things there. Ten times I mean, out of our ten. Local, our local aquarium has a great little jellyfish. God, I love them every time. They're rad as hell. Uh, next we got my dear old mum. Uh, your hyper... <laughs> Careful, Sean. Careful. Uh, your hyperfixation is gonna be a really nice fantasy novel. <laughs> and, and that it'll be the just the one, because some of them pretty fucking thick. You gotta... Like, have you tried reading Way of Kings? It takes You're a gonna know absolutely everything about the lore, and anytime anybody's trying to get into it, you're gonna gatekeep the shit out of it, ma. Oh. Uh, <laughs> finally, we got second to none. Uh, you're going to get... Your hyperfixation is going to be, <laughs> congratulations, it's time to start reading One Piece. No, no. Good luck! Oh, you, you, you have one week, fucker! Uh, thank you all for tuning in. If you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet it at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over on AnimeAdvContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Doo-doo. This twink fucks. Fuck you, Tony. I'll tell you what, John. Um, if a girl rejected you, right? Right. I'm going to go and bring a kendo stick to beat the shit out of her. That's I'm gonna do that. <laughs> and I would hope you'd expect that of me. Because it would be unhinged. You want to fuck dogs? What?